Hello, deep breath before I say anything, and welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast. This is season three, which is meaningless at this point, because now we do discographies. We cover 90s bands from start to finish, from the beginning of their career to the end, and we have a rip-roaring good time reliving the changes and evolutions of some of our favorite groups. Um, This started uh, this season... Season two, we covered sophomore albums and we ranked the worst five and the best five. And season one, I spun around a disc, disc, not a dix, not a dix changer, <laughs> spun around a disc changer and just randomly picked one. Um, and in fact, the second episode we ever did was with Sam, who was not a co-host at the time. He was a mere guest, just a mere guest. And we Yo. did Color in the Shape. Oh, yeah. Well, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Mike. And for those on YouTube, the far end is Sam. Sam, I, I tried jam. to introduce you dude, for Dude, Wheezy, you. come on, dude. Oh, yeah, Wheezy. Wheezy and Slammy B. Or Slamuel. I in, like it. In a formal setting. This person who just talked, before he introduced himself, we introduced him, which I love, my favorite podcast, <laughs> their bit is that the guest introduces, like their guest starts talking before they tell anyone who it is. This is Kevin, Hello. Kevin Brennan. Hello, folks. He is from the Fair Weathered, and you already knew that because Kevin stands as champion for all-time most downloaded episode. Uh, the Be Here Now Oasis episode is still our number one most downloaded episode. Did you get a belt? Interesting. Oh, that we should one? have a championship yeah. belt. I'll wear it next, <laughs> next time. Um, I don't lie. So, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um, so we... <laughs> it's a little bit dicey with the SoundCloud thing. I want to be as... I don't want to lie, right? Because we don't lie here. Um with SoundCloud, there are so many listens for other episodes that if you count SoundCloud, you're not number one. Uh, like the Fear Inoculum episode is number one. Okay. But SoundCloud's a different. If you're talking strictly downloads, Be Here Now is number one. Definitely Maybe is still like number three. Interesting. And What's the Story Morning Glory is like number nine or ten. People so like So you are Oasis. just like filling out the top ten. Or it was just me downloading it from a bunch of different IP That could be too, but you know to what? boost Who my ca- self-worth. I don't care. Like, however, there's still downloads for us. You guys will never that's, know. <laughs> we'll never know the difference. It's all fine. So that's great. You're the number one guest. I that's like it. That's why we had to have you back. Well, I'm happy to be back. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. Um, we missed you last time. Did you happen to listen to any of our Red Hot Chili Peppers episodes? I did. It was good. Don't good lie. stuff. <laughs> did you happen to hear the one that you missed where we maybe said that you ate a bad shrimp? I did hear that, and yeah. that was the truth. I got, it was? I had some stomach issues going on. Yeah. What, Once he turned 31, everything just is downhill know. from there. You can't, you can't 
grapple with the things that once you just like stepped on their neck and walked away. But I was bummed to miss it because I probably knew more on those albums than than this one. But really? what's your you know favorite what? chili? On which on which one? Which which album? I'm gonna bring this. Yeah, mic. which album is, is this your, gonna bother you if I bring this a little closer to you? If you had to just plug one by into the, way, the CD player, by the way, for sure. Wow, did you catch our rankings? We both had, by the way, pretty low. Did you really? I think we both had it ninth out of eleven. Yeah. Wow. What would be your last? My last, probably. This is really putting. You probably on the spot. I'm with you, which was the second, the second to last one. Yeah. Yeah, that was Sam's last. But like I really yeah. like it, but it's like it's very safe. They, yeah, they but like the new the guy last in. quarter man, it's just like kind of drags. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I like it though. I like Stadium or Stadium Arcadiums up there just because it's like sure. lots of lots of guitar. Mm-hmm. I liked by the way because it was just a change of pace for them. That's exactly what we said. Well, really, what Sam said. You knew it better than I did, but um, certainly they're least rocky. Yeah. In funk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why I didn't like. I know it. Flea was pissed about that one. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. I oh. wish I'd have known that. It would have justified me like complaining about it. Yeah. I, we were pretty drunk by the time we got to that one. We did oh, three yeah. episodes, and that was the third, and it was kind of like we Starting weren't even going to do hour. it. We just like, decided at the last second. Like, <laughs> All right. All right what was your guys' favorite songs from that one? By the way? Yeah. Um, Can't my, stop. Uh, what did I say? Was Not to get carbon? off track here. Cabron? Uh, cabron, yeah. oh, cabron. Um, it might have been my hidden gem or whatever. Um, honestly, I have the same problem with that album that I have with some Foo Fighters albums, mm-hmm. hint, hint, is that I can't remember the names of any of them for some reason. Um, you know, my very favorite ones I remember, but like even like going, preparing for this series, it's like, God, I know the song once mm-hmm. it starts playing, but if you tell me like, yes, I'm not going to pick one from this album, but if you were like, That's why I have my notes. MIA, which song is that? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. Play you know? it for me. Yeah. I'm the same way. So, anyway. Well, we've already mentioned it. We're, we've are we moved from Red Hot Chili Peppers to Foo Fighters. Do you say the Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters. I think Foo it's fighters. Foo Fighters. Kind of like Eagles. Hey, everybody. Foo it's fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo hey, Fighters. Well, welcome to the stage. The, oops, I just uh. blew it. Welcome to the stage. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think so. Yeah. They don't put a the in there. They missed that whole white the white stripes right the strokes right. Um, speaking of which, what a friggin' fun! I'm trying to swear less. Not no, I'm not. I'm trying to say the <laughs> f word less. Okay. What over Thanksgiving? The, our last episode was recorded before the last one we recorded. We recorded before Thanksgiving, and I met with my. Well, I'll tell you the whole story. My best friend from college. Uh, lives in California, and he was in town, and they were staying at an Airbnb, and he's like, come over and visit us. My whole family's here. And I was like, okay, I like his family. I walk over there, and they're eating dinner. Like, <laughs> they're all sitting down eating dinner. I'm like, Ben, why didn't you tell me you guys would be in the middle of dinner? I could have come, like, 20 minutes later instead of interrupting everyone. But that's just how my buddy is. Like, uh, he he, it doesn't bother him. And if it doesn't bother him and it doesn't bother his family, then it doesn't bother me either. But some people would be more uncomfortable in that situation. Like when I told my wife, she was like, what? They were eating dinner. <laughs> like, but that's, she also 
wants to like clean the house before a guest come over and i'm like well what do we care we're not trying to find the right middle ground there Uh uh-huh so anywho find out that his dad listens to this oh maybe not religiously but he at least knows enough to be dangerous dabbles and i'm like i can't say the f word if dan webb is listening i've been saying flipping yeah that's cool i guess yeah i mean it's definitely more uh polite i'm still gonna say shit a lot Right? And tell people to eat shit. Speaking of which, <laughs> rate, no, subscribe, which, rate, <laughs> review. And if you've gotten this far into the episode and you haven't subscribed already, you can eat shit. All right? That's right. There you go. So subscribe and five stars only. Does YouTube bleep? <sighs> not our YouTube channel. Good. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. TV we mature, have, baby. We did have one episode get flagged for a copyright violation. A music? music yeah, because... Credit. Was it Tool? No, I was going to say, that was, sounded like... A tool thing to do. Yeah. Totally that, a that, tool that thing to do. <laughs> it, <laughs> like it. If, if I outlined every artist, you'd probably guess who it was. It was Metallica. a Paul Simon song. Oh. Which I only say that because... Interesting. You know, it's like an older guy. Songs are really popular. I don't know. I, I feel like Paul Simon is the kind of guy that really protects his catalog. I'd expect that behavior out of Lars Ulrich. Oh, me too, but we haven't done any Metallica on here yet. That's why I mean, that's why I said, I think if I listed the bands and told you it wasn't Tool, you'd be like, Paul Simon. Simon. Shocker. Well, I thought you were going to say Richard Patrick. He's a douchebag. I did hear, uh, so interesting side story regarding Paul Simon. So one of my mom's best friends is actually second cousins with Art Garfunkel. What? And he himself is also a major douchebag. Really? Yep. Just not a very friendly, kind of eccentric guy. Doesn't doesn't oh. really meddle in the family much. Hmm. But that's the only Art Garfunkel story I have for wow. you guys. But I figured it was it felt like it fit with the Paul Simon. Oh, for sure. Anecdote. Um, do you did you watch Flight of the Concords at all? Yes, that I show? loved it. it. So you're familiar with the term Garfunkeling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Look it up if you don't. You don't know what garfunkling no. is, do you? Well, if an at, if a lady tells you she wants to take part in some garfunkling, say decline. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have Uh-oh. now. You know, there's a fork in the road. You'll have to come back next time, <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, I met this lady. <laughs> she offered me the garfunkle. <laughs> Why did you tell me to say yes? Uh, All you right. just have to experience it for yourself, I guess. Yeah. So, have you experienced the garfunkling? I don't know. That's a mm. personal question. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> you know, I think that's a pretty seamless transition into our new favorite bit. Do you lie? Lie. Do lie. you lie is where we talk about lying. I don't know how this happened. Sam got on this kick where he started asking people, do you lie? And, you know, obviously we do. So this got us like paying attention to the lies we make. And uh, so I found that I lie less than I thought I did. Yeah, which is like... Woo! Yeah. I'm wiping my yeah. forehead. Yeah, Eesh. sweat from my brow. So this is where do you lie came from. Are you ready? Yeah. It didn't come from me. Oh. Are you lying? Oh. <laughs> do you lie? So <laughs> one of my buddies from high school yeah. was just like not into a classroom. I mean, a class. And then the, he was like front row or something. And then the teacher would like talk and he'd be like, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm having teacher flashbacks now. I feel like that might have happened to me too. Maybe that was like a thing kids you did. Can't, maybe, you can't maybe trust, it was like from a TV show or something. You can't trust them all anyways. No. 
Not these days. No. Don't. You definitely can't. I've been there. You can't. I was once one of them. Um, yeah, so I have a lie. It's not one of my lies, though. Do you want to hear my lie? Yeah. Yes. So this tweet blew up over the weekend from the... I'm not going to name the person. I think she's like minorly... Fa- she had a blue check mark, right? And she Official. was saying... Yeah, fish. So her bit, her tweet was about a Fitbit, right? So she, the story goes that she and her significant other got Fitbits and they both, apparently it's fun to like track what each other's or each other's activity level or whatever. And that she was like, that was fun until he wasn't with me and his activity sky, his activity level skyrocketed three and four in the morning. Uh-oh. And then the relationship was over. The witching hour. Yeah. So the reason I say, do you lie to that, is because I have one of these devices, right? It's not a Fitbit, but it's a Garmin that does all the same things. And I can tell you that it's fun to get into some adult activity. Test the heart rate. And then see (laughs) how much your heart rate changes. How many calories did I burn? Is there any change here? The change in doing nothing to getting it on for however long it takes, half an hour, 45 minutes, 90 seconds, whatever. The difference is marginal. No one would ever notice. So I got to call, I got to call hashtag do you lie on that blue check mark. That's my do, do you lie. What else could he have been doing? Maybe he's doing well between three or four in the morning. Yeah, I mean to Maybe be fair, and that's involved. why the question is: Do you lie? Yeah. It's not a statement. You're lying. You know, it's do you lie? It's you know at three in the morning, your heart rate should be pretty low. What if like he just had a heart attack? Yeah, and then she broke up with him. Yeah, and, and then, then just broke like up with him blocked, blocked all his stuff. She doesn't know any better. Right. I don't oh. know. There's more to the story. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, there is more. There definitely is. <laughs> <laughs> there is more. We don't know what that is, but there is more. Do I, you have a lie, Sam? Do I have a you lie? You don't have to have a lie. Do you have to tell like your most recent lie? Well, I've done... I like to do that. I can't think of a real recent lie. I feel like a fib. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real little lies are fine. Yeah. Um, I recently was in Austin. I was in Austin for the last like full week, and that is a life where you need no lies, right? Because okay, okay, I lied to a guy on the street and told him I didn't have any money. That's this guy came up to me. I'm pretty nice to people who don't have money. Now, not nice enough to give them money. Come on, <laughs> but nice enough to acknowledge real, that dude. they yeah. talk to you. Yeah. So maybe that's worse. I don't know, but. This guy rides up on his bike. He was a black gentleman, which plays into the story later. It, it's me and my younger female coworker, right? So he rides up on his bike and he said, hey, excuse me, excuse me. And I just turn around and I say, hey, what's going on? He goes, finally, someone who ain't scared of a black man. Swear to God, that's what he said. That part is not a lie. And then he was like, you know, 
my son and I just got out of a homeless shelter and blah, 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 which is a story I hear in Austin every day when I go there. And we had to go to this, we were at this conference. I shouldn't have stopped. I should have just gone in. But I wasn't gonna, I couldn't entertain this story for that long. And I just said, I don't have any cash. And he just goes, you're both racist and left. But I wasn't lying. I mean, I, no, wait, I was lying. About but I cash. wasn't being racist. I don't know how you want to look at that. But <laughs> that doesn't, I suppose, a not racist act. You're not supposed to give any money to homeless people. That's yeah. What, that's what my dad taught me. He would like... When that would happen, he'd have like a sandwich on him, and he'd be like, "Give him food." I'm There's like, actually, that- signs throughout Columbia like that don't yeah. handhandle. Yeah, yeah. The same thing. It's like don't feed the the ducks. Don't feed the the Columbus is so weird. Don't feed the homeless people. When yeah, uh, but you should feed them. Is my point. No, I kind of liked that. Um, I've thought about that several times. Um, in times where like I didn't have a daughter. Which meant I just had more time in general. I thought about like just you know, driving around with a sandwich and just giving it to somebody. Yeah, I don't know where my dad I never why did he kept it. sandwiches in his car for for those moments, but like it seemed he always had leftover food. So really? Something like I don't got a dollar, but here's a sandwich, and then you could tell if they're grateful good. for it. They're probably pretty homeless. If they yeah. weren't, you know, they're just looking for a little booze money. Yeah. You hate to be like judging people. But and I'm not even judging this guy. Do you judge? Like, do you yes, judge? Yes, I do. I don't mean to, but like it's part. I can't help it. But you know, I'm. This guy didn't say I'm not going to use it for alcohol. You know, maybe he was going to fully admit it, but I just didn't have time for it mm. right then. Or, uh, you know, or want, or you just didn't want to give him money that you earned. That's true too. I don't and that's blame okay. you. That's okay. My. uh brother-in-law's canadian and if you're not aware of how polite canadians are i have heard extremely such polite. things and is my that real it's a real thing oh my goodness Lo- i love my canadians if you're listening out there canadians one love but my sister's about like as hard ass as she gets and so like he would literally be a homeless person magnet his first couple of years in columbus because you know he's just got oh. that aw shucks kind of mentality to him yeah to the point where my sister would just have to grab him by the hand, be like, "Pat, stop, stop <laughs> talking to these these homeless people." So now, like he said, he's like, "It's really hard for me to just simply not acknowledge them." Yeah. And sometimes that is better. That's hard for me too. I'll never forget. Um, I was in New York City. I was like 18 years old, and this guy approached me and my, and my buddy, and he obviously looked like he was under the influence of something. And at first, he just goes, "Dollars." And we're like, nope, nope, nope. He goes, quarters? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> goes, dimes? No, nope. nickels? By this time, we're just ignoring him. And then he just stops, stops in the middle of the street and just screams, Panished! <laughs> After that, I, I just kind of went the don't acknowledge when I'm asked for money route. Or just be like, sorry, I just carry card and, and keep on. Dude, that's pretty fun, though. It was terrifying. If I was going to ask for money, that's what I'd do. I yeah. just work my way down, and if I got the pennies, just be like, "Pennies, like, travelers' yeah. checks." <laughs> it's like now that you ask for pennies, here's a thousand of them. Yeah, but I didn't have. <laughs> I've been meaning to get yeah. rid of these. Great. It's like I meant to pay my uh, parking ticket with these. Here you go. <laughs> he was trying to pay for something. Mm-hmm. Sam, Ludi Duha, wasn't underwear because he wasn't wearing any. Do you have? How did you- <laughs> 
<laughs> do you have a lie that walks the line of, uh, <coughs> of making us feel bad about the homeless people who, through no fault of their own, are in that position? Do I lie? Or those just trying to get beer money? Or any lie in general? One time. Uh oh. I, dude, I know. This is part of the bit, too, now, I think. I always when, feel bad. When you bad, start the I'm lie, like, I go. <gasps> dun dun dun. I just feel bad, dude. I'd never have a lie anymore. It's probably that because. That means you're a good person. I used to lie about how many flipping cookies I'd eat. Like when I was young, like my mom's like, oh, you're yeah. the only person that was home. And all of a sudden yeah. there's a whole sleeve of Oreos gone. Who else ate them? I don't yeah. know. But that's the thing you do. You do that when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I have a great lie. I can't tell the whole story though. Why I mean, not? I could. One time I lied to my mom and told her I got in trouble for kissing another boy on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I lied. That was my lie. <laughs> It's an interesting lie. It was, it was an interesting lie. The thing is, I was so I was young enough that I didn't understand why that was a stupid lie. Some bullies had like kept me from walking home. I'm ruining a perfectly good lie that I could have used in a different episode. <laughs> Some bullies had like kept me from going home, and I didn't know why they did it. I didn't get that they were just like being mean to me for like no reason. And when I got home, and my mom was like. Why are you so late? I didn't think she'd believe me. Like, these kids just wouldn't let me go home. So I made up a lie. So she'd, be, like, a reason why they would do that. And that's what my, like, first grade mind came up with. Oh, well, I was kissing. I won't embarrass him. I was kissing, you know, so-and-so on the playground. And they saw us. Got in trouble. My mom was ticked. I was going to say, she probably Not- should have. Yeah, but still, the bully story would have. Probably made know. more sense. Probably would have made <laughs> In more retrospect. Sense. But I didn't know. It boggled my mind that kids would just do that. Just well, kind of, I guess, nice in retrospect that I held the you know, human race in such high regard that they just wouldn't be dickheads for no reason. That's that youthful optimism. Yeah. Uh-huh. How quickly that should have Yes, <laughs> yes, very quickly. Well, I think it's time to move on. Dude, I'm sorry, dude. You failed. I did fail. I oh, I lied. Did I'm tr- actually lying about not having. Did you a try lie. to think of a lie? Don't lie. I did, but then I forget. <laughs> and then I forget. You know. Yeah. Then I forgot. I come here with multiple gems of a lie. There was a funny. There's a funny moment this weekend at a show. <gasps> this is a. This is was a fib. <gasps> so my singer comes up to me early on. He's like, "Hey, just so you know." I'm proposing to my girlfriend tomorrow because I kind of hooked him up because she was a longtime high school friend with me. Mm. Just so happens that like one of our longtime high school friends Tell him also, not to get joint Fitbits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. John, if you're listening. <laughs> but one of our friends who'd been with their boyfriend a long time had just gotten engaged like a few hours before the show. Oh. So his girlfriend shows up. And she's like joking, joking. She's like, so John, when you going to ask me now, you know, now that they've got, and she wouldn't drop it. So, so I guess I fibbed to her and I was like, you know what? When he's ready, he'll tell you. But the entire time I kind of knew it was going to happen the next day. (laughs) So I guess that was kind of a lie to save the moment. Yeah, but you had to. I had to. Yeah, or else I'd have been been thrown out of the band. Hey, just shut the F up. He's going to propose tomorrow. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Stop 
bugging him about it. We got a show to play. But you'll uh, get your ring tomorrow. You and her are friends, right? Yeah. So you already said that. I was between um, a rock and a hard. That place. would make it very hard. It seems easy from the outside to be like, mm, you know, just wait. But if you were good friends with her, I can't keep any secrets from friends. I can't. I'm really bad about it. It was tough. Plus, I'm kind of a gossipy bitch. <laughs> so. You and me both. <laughs> See, people know who to come to um, when they need a secret to be told. Just some dish. All right. The date. Do you know what day this album was released? No. Fourth of July, 1995, our Independence Day. Number one song. On the Billboard charts was TLC's Waterfalls. Love it. What a jam. This is a great time in music history. I don't know it, dude. Ooh, that's a lie. Are you lying? Are you lying? (laughs) There's this lie. Who's TLC? (laughs) You don't know this. This is another bit I think we should You know Waterfalls. Sam should sing a little bit of each of these songs. (laughs) So <laughs> we should just give you the lyrics to Waterfalls, yeah. then you sing it like you think so it should it was, be <laughs> <laughs> The bit would go, don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, yeah, I know that song. You do know it. Yeah. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. You like that song? I know. How could you not? I do. I mean, I hated it at the time because you had to save face, but it's good. I liked Creep more. Just oh, creeping yeah. on the town low. Mm-hmm. Good video too. Yeah. And they were both good videos, but Creep I think I like that video better. Number one mainstream rock song was December by Collective Soul. Baby don't spit me out. See you could have sung that right there. Turn your I don't know that. I know collect Oh spit me Don't think about it. Alright. Mm-hmm. I know it now. Number one album, History, Past, Present and Future, which kinda doesn't count. It's a Michael Jackson sort of like greatest hits oh. she's had multiple like greatest hits but i remember that one being big and it had a couple new songs right like one or two new songs that's usually what they do i think um is that man in the mirror no i think you are not alone was okay. the one the one because he had just married lisa marie presley and they had that weird sexy video yeah he was a liar <laughs> <laughs> hashtag he might have lied <laughs> so uh that was this time in 1995 so in 1995 um yeah so we mentioned that you've got this solo artist i mean he he had been in other bands before you know most famous for of course eagles of death metal dude i just right. bought two of their cds oh you did yeah cool they're pretty good yeah i mean i i've only heard like snippets of songs mm. but you know, also, and probably after that, Queens of the Stone Age, really famous for Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Tenacious D, which we've already covered on the discography. Um, uh, what am I leaving out? I mean, are there what other bands is this guy in? Are we talking Dave? Yeah, Dave Grohl. What's uh, the band with John Paul Jones? And, oh, them Crooked Vultures. Yeah. Them Crooked Vultures, right? Probot. Yeah. Yeah, very famous for that. Um so he's like, man, I'm just, I think it's time for me to just go my own way and start my own band. Well, I get, just listening to interviews, he, he's been doing this, but the, this was like the first time to let anybody hear it. Oh, you mean before 1995, yeah. he had had all these songs. Yeah, I think there's like an EP thing called like Pocket Watch, actually. Oh, or something. interesting. You know, know what I'm talking about? 
I know. I, I, I know that a lot of these songs he'd been writing for like four or five years. All right, we'll let the audience in on the bit. He was also in Nirvana. He was in of which we <laughs> scream. <laughs> What's He's that? In scream. Scream. Yeah. The movie? The punk band. The Michael Jackson <laughs> single? <laughs> God, he's just a renaissance man. Yeah. Um, what, wait, what's Scream again? Sorry, we were that, making that jokes. That punk band. Oh, I'm not familiar. Yeah, I'm not either. That, uh, he does too much. Band. Yeah. Um, so he's also in Nirvana. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so what I read or heard was that he had run these songs by Kurt. Yes. Is that tr- correct? This is, uh, he had... Um, about five or six of the songs already put on a demo. Do you know which ones they were? I know Big Me was on there and Alone plus Easy Target. Mm-hmm. He played that for Kurt and Kurt loved it. Even was, Big Me? He played Big Me for him and he liked it. And the main thing Kurt was excited for, he's like, oh, great. Well, there's another songwriter in the band. Right. And huh. he was excited. He, he liked what he heard. And I guess Dave was like terrified to even show him the songs but kurt liked them that's cool so that's a nice little thing i heard he wrote <clears throat> dave Grohl wrote the instrument like the guitar drums for scentless apprentice oh really yeah huh i didn't know that yeah um that's interesting but we're not here to talk in utero um we're here to talk foo fighters debut album self-titled um we we don't have any or I don't have anything else to say about like the lead up to the release of the album. Yeah. Other you know, we already said that these had been run by Kurt mm-hmm. before Kurt. Do you remember shot like this coming out or Yeah. Like, this was highly anticipated for me. Oh the, really? Like you yeah. like heard about like, it? We were like, ready for this. Yeah. And I get that like Dave's thing with naming it the Foo Fighters was supposed to sort of like leave a shroud of anonymity mm-hmm. but they were still gonna do a music video yeah. there was no hiding it once they did the music video. and he was Everything. he was apparently passing like the cassettes out all to the his band like friends so like oh. those stories out we know it's you yeah did, did people recognize dave Grohl like for the drummer in nirvana or were they like oh that's the drum or like like you know what i'm saying that's I a good question think that they did he even before he was famous for Foo fighters i kind of think dave Grohl was like a famous drummer yeah um, partly but, because of Unplugged in New York, I mm-hmm. think that was one of the more widely seen, like live performances. Uh-huh. Well, before he recorded this, the, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers tried to recruit him. To he be did their play drummer. with them, oh, okay. uh, but they wanted him full time to be yeah. their drummer. Oh wow! He played like on a late night show. That is interesting, but I totally get it. He would fit with Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. a little bit, um, especially what he does on like his style on this album, I think. But anyway. Um, but yeah, besides Unplugged in New York, like even the Smells Like Teen Spirit video, you know, uh-huh. yeah, he's covered by his hair a lot. But that's like what he was known for, right? You know? The right. guy that's beating the the long it's hair also, out of the drums. It's probably also hard to even judge that because, unfortunately, you can't test that in a vacuum. Like the fact of the matter was, anytime the video came on. The first thing they said about it was, this guy used to play drums in Nirvana. So even if you might have recognized him on your own, you were always prepped for like who this was. Um, And the the first video was for I'll Stick Around, which is a weird like him yelling at like a claymation 
like like alien sphere mm-hmm. or something with like tentacles. Oh, that's weird. Have, you, have either of you seen it? Now that uh, maybe you a said that, of I, kind of a yeah. crappy video, but like I don't know, it's cool. We, I honestly like kind of didn't care. It was like it was sweet, you know. Yeah. Um, I could imagine people were anticipating it just because like they wanted to see what there was a void that needed filled, especially for all those Nirvana fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, since I mentioned it, here's I'll stick around. This is out of order, but that's okay. So, this song is cool. Um, first single, I think. I forgot to look up the singles from that. This is. This was one of them. Yeah. Big Me. Big Me. This is a call. This is a call. Um, and the, what's the weird title? There's like a kind of countryish. Cows. What the for all the cows. Yes, I think that was the other single. Um, well, and we'll get to those, of course. Uh, I kind of want to see which one came first, just to. Actually, this is a call was first, which shouldn't be that surprising. Like a lot of times, the first single is not like the the big hit. Mm. I don't remember seeing a video even for this is a call. There might have been one, Mm-mm. but I remember this video. Um, this song's cool. It's a little bit of a slow burn kind of, and in my opinion, doesn't get real good until the end when he actually starts saying i'll stick around oh, i'll yeah. stick around no, sure like that part's cool go ahead oh that's because that's why you like i think sometimes that's what makes one like a good song a great song is like you listen to it for that point yeah like i want to listen three and a half minutes into the song so i can just hear this one part, right you know my only like little beef with the song is that it's pretty formulaic Right, like he gets to whether you call it the chorus or the pre-chorus or whatever, whatever. When he says "I don't know you anything," it's like the first time through he says "I don't know you anything" four times, and then the second time he says it eight times. Mm-hmm. Like, and the second time through, it's just like too long. You know, it's like you just crossed over into boring for just a second. Like, just do it six times, or just do it four again. Just get to the. I know you're right. Like. The slow burn into the payoff is great, yeah. but the foreplay has to be good too. And like, instead, he's just jackhammering you for a second, and then he gets to the good part, right? You gotta warm it up first. Yeah, yeah, and it's gotta be sensual. Yes. So he he's just pounding us with "I don't know you anything." Uh, it just seems like they did it eight times because they felt like they needed to do it. Eight times. Dude, I, I've seen some live footage. Yeah. Where they do it 24 times? Like 25. <laughs> yeah, there's really not much like cool musically going on. It's pretty but, just right. straightforward kind of mm-hmm. power chord rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, they like opened with this song like a few years ago. That and would it's be cool. Sweet how they opened up with it. Like it's just like like I don't. It's hard to explain. Just because yeah, But they're like Taylor Hawkins is like on the drums going. <laughs> And like they're creating noise, and then like it stops, and you hear the drums like go into the song. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, kind of understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Tease yeah. it. That, that would have been a better way to record it. Then they're kind of teasing you. 
Yeah, right? They're, they're lubing it up. Yeah. Um, I do like the song. Yeah. I'm, I'm crapping on it because I feel like I have to a little bit. You know, just to be a good critic or something. Um, but the song is good. Um, so let's go back to the, the first single, which is This Is A Call. Uh, sidebar, this is one of the... This was a song my band played at the very first show we ever did in my Ooh. friend's backyard. Uh, did you know, like, there's, like, a tape winding at the very beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just now n- noticed that. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to tell a little story about oh, it. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, this song is fine, <laughs> which is a thing I say too much on here. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Kevin? Do you I like it. This yeah? is This is one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. Because it feels there's actual like that little guitar breakdown. The The one thing about this album compared to the color and the shape is like this is a drummer's album. Yeah. I feel like yeah. the drums hold every song together and this is one of those good examples. It's almost like you could tell Dave wasn't necessarily confident in the singing and songwriting component yet but like he almost uses the drums as like fills like he all of his fills like they're the hooks and i feel like this song is a great example of that that's a good point and Um, this i'm pretty sure this is the only thing they really play anymore live from this album which is a shame but that's kind of weird uh that it that's something that bands do and i was thinking about that too as i was listening to this like how often do they play any of these songs and i kind of knew that sadly the answer was probably not very much not, no yeah i think it's like this one then i'll stick around then big me occasionally and then for um for all the cows to kind of really I, and i've seen them four times and oh wow never never big me but this has been this has been there every time hmm. um you know i don't know i i agree with you mostly about the drum parts mm-hmm. um this is one of the songs that I'm like, I could see why Tom Petty would want them. He does not lay back like on the beat at all. He's mm. constantly like He's driving and yeah, driving yeah. it. Which is kinda Tom Petty ish. You know, very straightforward but like yeah. pushing. Um Any specific part of this you want to hear before I move on? Cause uh, I like the end. Like the Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That is a cool part. And, that's, and the, I feel like this album didn't have much of that. It feels like all the songs are pretty formulaic, but this seemed to have the most dynamic mm-hmm. components to Here it. comes the part that Sam was talking about. Hopefully with not so much time that copyright... Listen to how fast that kick drum is like. Yeah, that's a cool song. Um, but the one we've been mentioning a lot 
in in between is big meat. So is this the album that turned the Foo Fighters into the funny rock band? De- definitely. Because <laughs> they made the video that was did. like the Mentos commercial, uh-huh. which I think people only remember Mentos because of this video now. Mm-hmm. Like, are Mentos still around even? Yeah. Are they? Dude, someone has to put those things in Coke. <laughs> sure. you know? Yeah, I still see those videos going viral. Yeah. Dude, he said he stopped playing the song because people would throw Mentos Oh, mm-hmm. and then he like played it again. He just like threw it out, and they still threw men like years later. Jeez, well, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> People are dumb. Um, would you throw mentos at Dave? No, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, that kind of like that would hurt. <laughs> They're pretty <laughs> it, solid. It would hurt. It's not like getting hit with a tic tac. It's like and, good size hail. Yeah, little chunk at you. And it's just like I don't know. I, you know how I am, kind of. Like, I, I'm a little bit of a snob about stuff like that. And that just screams to me, like, I'm only familiar with your music video. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. My dad paid for me to come to this show, but I don't know anything you do. You know? So, yeah. Which makes me annoy, just as annoying as them, but at least I'm not hurting anyone while doing it. Song's very short. It's already over. It takes us to great song. Maybe my favorite. Long intro. Um, it might not be my favorite song, but it's my favorite chorus. Yes. You know? Oh yeah. I like this song a lot. It drives pretty hard. Um, the drums are cool. Boom, bop, bop. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. The chorus is pretty heavy, and the, then the verse kind of just drops right back out into that kind of formulaic verse. But I love the right. the kind of dynamic change. Mm-hmm. I what you said about the drums, Sam. I am dying. For them to just put a little more noise in the intro, rather than just stopping the guitar and then just one oh, drum yeah. shot. I, that doesn't mean I'm right. It's just like that's what I expect to hear. I expect to hear the bass actually be like. Oh, I think yeah. it happens later in the record. Maybe not on this song, but on a different song. And maybe I'm expecting you to hear something that actually happens in a different tune. But um, it just, I just want it to have something. Like to signal, mm-hmm. like this is about to rock. Um, it does feel very much like a Nirvana song, and that's not a bad. Oh, I don't yeah. mean that in a bad, bad way. But when I heard like this is one of the ones that Kurt liked of his demos the most, yeah, it makes sense in that regard it because does. It, 
It I does. Think, I think Nevermind. This was written around the Nevermind album. Really? Which in it feels like it fits kind of that mm. that sound to it. I feel like. What? Like I think without like Dave being a Nirvana, he would still play something like this. You know what I mean? I mean he's like kind of classic rock influence yeah. with mm-hmm. the punk and the loudness and just like what came after the eighties. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, which I, yeah, I don't know. I turned up this chorus a little bit so you, you could hear it. Yeah. Whoops. I didn't mean to drop it out so much there, but um, yeah, it's a good tune. This song is hard to. There's not a lot of diversity Mm-mm. on the, on the pretty, album. It's pretty driving the whole yeah. thing. Um, and even the like, even the ones that aren't, the diversity in, even if you could say like Big Me is a little like, you know, softer. obviously it's softer. And for all the cows has this like weird feel Country-ish. to it. Yeah. Almost but like bluesy country rock. There is not a lot of difference in like guitar tone. Nope. There's yeah. not anything to point out. Like they recorded it in six days. Not a surprise. It sounds like something that was recorded in six, six days. Six days. He said, you know, he would come up with lyrics, most lyrics, like twenty minutes before. Yeah. And then I heard that he still kind of does that. Yeah. Where he like all the music's done. It's just like a rush to do the lyrics. Because I don't think he was. What I I don't know if it was a confidence thing or what, because I think like he's a pretty good lyricist. Yeah. I think after Nirvana, it's just like, what do you, I got too much to say right now? Like this, I just want to get this out and see if people are into it. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I don't know. I can't analyze Dave Grohl too much, but. Um, Dude, I just love the drums on this album. The whole thing. Yeah. Drums. Except are, like Big Me. I mean, that's pretty like simple. But like, dude, just like. Dave Grohl is like the master of like quarter notes. <laughs> the master of like, quarter notes. Like just like his meters is so good for like yeah. how hard he's playing. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah. And it creates just like a different sound. Like he's just like this. I don't know. He's just like like you know those like womps on Mario, the things that like hammer. Yeah. He's like those, but it's just like a metronome. Yeah. You know, I. I mean, this is gonna come out. I might as well say it. Like, Sorry. you know, I'm not like the biggest Dave Grohl fan. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I understand why people love Dave Grohl, but like, to me, everything that I would love about him is more wrapped up in like what he stands for more than like how he plays. I don't care for his voice. I think his guitar tones are questionable. And and the drums on this, you would know better than I would. Like, you can speak more of the technicalities of it. But, like, to me, it's... And, again, I like the album. But I don't really go back and listen to it a lot. Because it's, like, it kind of bores me. Yeah. It's kind of like... I, I'm trying to find a way to say it without saying using the word like it bores me. Because I enjoyed re-listening to this. But it drags. Yeah, kind of. The end. I feel like it's just a bunch of filler. Um. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to it. We're <laughs> skipping over a whole song here. This Dude, is good grief. This is so catchy. That good. Nope. 
this. We'll talk about it after we listen for a second. I like that part. One thing Dave Grohl does on this album that he continues to do, I, I'm not as familiar with the new new stuff, but at least for the next four albums, is a lot of like the, especially during verses, like the guitars and drums are still like full blast. Like this song doesn't really back off. The distortion changes at the chorus and they distort his voice a lot. But like during the voice verses, everything's still big and loud. But Dave's singing voice is still, like, barely above a whisper. You know, he does a lot of the... Where, like, if if this was... um, If you didn't have production behind that, you'd never hear a singing voice. Like, that wouldn't come over the instruments. it, It always is, like, weird to me. That's one of my things that I can't ever get past, is, like... His his like quiet singing voice is is good. It's he's got a good rock voice, but it never, to me, quite matches. Okay, I shouldn't say this. A lot of the time, it doesn't quite match what I think is happening with all the instruments. Yeah, but uh, Taylor Hawkins had like a recent interview, and he said he compared it to like Dave's voice as like breezy, like uh, Steve Miller. Yeah, that's yeah, a really that's good said. comparison. Oh. It's there to like move the song along yeah. but not necessarily be the main focal point uh-huh. yeah. especially in this I think I just I, I know that he didn't feel confident in a lot of the vocals in this right. so I think like it's mixed kind of like this is how I heard it in my head the lyrics stuck don't pay attention to them pay attention to the drums and the guitar honestly if it if I were making a solo album I would do it the same way mm-hmm. like only sing at a volume I'm mega comfortable mm-hmm. with so I know I'm hitting all the notes and stuff and just if you can't hear it, just bring it up in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do the exact same thing. So, I understand it. I just uh, sometimes it seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect. It's not bad. It's just like I want it to sound a little different. Um, this is kind of a different one, floaty. Yeah. Softer. By the way, we've officially reached the point of the album where I cannot tell you if these names weren't in front of me, I wouldn't know what the names of the songs are. Once we get to Good Grief, I'm like, yeah. I know there's one called Floaty, and I know there's one called Weenie Beanie, and I know there's so George, but I could not tell you which is which until they start playing. Yeah, That's how I feel about this album. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the Food Fighters a lot, but this, this isn't one of my favorites. Yeah. It, the chorus is good. All this the parts part, are there. Like, I like that, but it's a bit of a, I don't know, not a struggle to get there, but the payoff's not big enough for the weight for me. Do you like this one? Do you like the whole thing, kind of? 
kinda. I mean, I'm not like a diehard. Yeah. But I, I do like this one a lot because it's just like kind of where he started, where like the ideas started. Like, yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can tell the foundations were there to be a really good band. I yeah. Think just the fact. This was also hurt probably by the fact that he played every instrument. Yeah. So like you're really not getting. He's probably. I mean, I, he's going from playing drums to recording the, the bass or then then tracking the guitar mm-hmm. so like there's there's the, it was done so frenetically i don't know if that leaves much room for like creative expression like ooh, on the floor sometimes the best stuff at least what i've found in studios like someone's recording a part and then you're like oh crap i just came up with a cool hook that i liked before what i was coming in with and oh, then yeah. Yeah. naturally it starts kind of to evolve that way and like when you're doing it all on your own i feel like it's just much more you're like in a pressure cooker yeah and at the risk of making a bad, like, analogy is the wrong, but at the risk of saying something that's maybe, like, a little disconnected, I I have no evidence to support this, but this just makes sense to me. Like, uh, a song, when recording or playing live, is, is one of those things that, like, works better when you have all the parts being put down at the same time, right? Like... I would think that putting the drums down, then putting the bass down, then putting the guitars down, even though it's the same guy, and nobody knows the songs better than he does, he wrote them all, but you you have to get a little bit of a Xerox on top of a Xerox on top of a Xerox Comes a little too formulaic. Right, where like, and, and where you can't like, the timing would be just like slightly wrong because you're reacting to something that's already happened, mm-hmm. where as when you're playing, even though you're not the same person, and you are technically all reacting to each other, those reactions are happening at the same time. Whereas if, like I said already, if you're just layering things on top of one another, there has to be like, I would think there has to be like, whether you call it feel or whether you call it like ambiance or what, an element that you don't sense when you're just playing to a recording of yourself. I, I have, played you know record recorded things i've done myself and i find that problem happening where i'm like you know i know how this goes and i drag this part or i rush this other part and great you know in the studio you can fix anything but like there's still an element of secret sauce that i feel like might potentially be lost when you don't have the band yeah um yeah just think he had to start like with a good scratch guitar with like yeah. so uh-huh. there's like no like really foundation he's just kind of like jamming off of that you, yeah, know, you can yeah. you can tell he put most thought i think into the drum parts and then yeah. everything was built on that mm-hmm. probably easiest for him to do right that. and that's how i think that his brain works which is also kind of cool though yeah i like this song it has the best it has like an actual guitar solo in it Oh yeah. There's a little like solo outro thing. Yeah. I think it's like the most the most licky he gets the entire album. You got that whole telephone distortion in the whole song. That's another thing you can do if you're not confident in your singing. <laughs> Put telephone yes. distortion on it. Um I'm gonna skip forward to that solo. Is it at the very end, did he say? Yeah, it's like the last third. Okay. Did I pass it? No, I think this is just the start of it. Or I could be another song. <laughs> Maybe it's another. It might be O There's George. There's fast stuff happening though. It might be O George. That could be my mistake. Sorry, oh. listeners. 
I they lied. <laughs> They're tuned out by now anyway. They're like, what the hell is this do you lie shit? I'm out of here. <laughs> See, this song reminds me of like a 60s song. I like this song yeah. a lot. A lot. With the white. Yep. The walk down. Yep. It actually like swims. It's like... Is there any mention of George in the lyrics? Or is the I song don't know. Just called Oh George. <laughs> just called George. Well, now I'm on, on a drums, quest man. to find the solo. I swear it's in there. I'm on a quest. I'm on a quest. Hey guys, what are what are the chances of me taking it in podcast bathroom break? Oh, very good. Is that good? We won't that's cut it out put, though. Leave it. You don't in. have to stop. <laughs> Dude, you don't have to. You were in that adult diaper. I know. Oh, Did, didn't you guys see me put it on when I, when I first oh, cut it? Oh, there was your solo. Let's listen to it again. As they say. Is that what they say? Maybe he ate a shrimp and he has to throw up. Dude, that's what I was just about to say, dude. <laughs> we are on the same wavelength. Dude, always. Yep. Um, hey, let's talk business that no, no listeners care about while he's in the restroom. Okay. Can I leave my shit here? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Cool. Because no. I'm not going to need it. Why? Um, because? What about for JT's? Dude, I'm not at JT's. This oh, week. really? Yeah. Hey, I thought yes. I told you. Maybe I only told Josh that. Dude. See. What? I don't know. What? You trying to get out of JT's? Do I need to cancel? No, dude. JT. Josh would probably still do it by himself. Dude, I'm all for JT's. I oh. like JT's too. JT's, that's where I auditioned for you guys. That's right. Oh, the secret's out if you're on YouTube. Kevin's wearing headphones that aren't plugged into anything. I we told him to wear them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Hey, um, we just worked out some logistics while you were in the bathroom. Hey, next single or next song that's on this album is "For All the Cows," which is the fourth single. Yeah, I'm gonna turn it down already because it takes a while to go anywhere here. It's like jazzy meets yeah. kind of country. Mm-hmm. It's definitely. I understand why it was a single, because yeah. it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do I like it? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, no, oh, that's a cute little song. I try to convince myself that I like it, but because um, the chorus is fine, mm-hmm. you know the cor- But it, you could have put that chorus in something totally different. You know, and it would have worked too. The two things don't really have to go together in the way that a lot of songs have to go together. Um, now I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you kind of made it sound like you don't, you're not as into the second half of this as the first half. I kind of like the last three songs. Uh oh. Uh oh, what? My three, those are my cuts. <gasps> oh boy. <laughs> well, here we go. <laughs> Ecstatic is the first. Of the last three. I do like this song, actually. Yeah. 
I like when the bass and the what is it a second guitar come into yeah yep fun fact this is the only song in the album that has another musician on it what who's, yep. who's the other musician on here to the notes this is a fun fact um, here we go I hope I have the is notes is it Pat Smear no it was not Pat Smear um shit I don't have it it was a guy that oh Greg Dooley of the Afghan Wigs oh he was just happened to be in the studio and you kind of heard another guitar part so that's why like you said you like when that second guitar comes in yeah. because it's not Dave thank Kral. god for <laughs> Greg Dooley Greg I would Dooley. probably hate this song if it wasn't on here um yeah I guess even as I'm listening to this I'm like this is really all that happens in this song oh it's repetitive whispering and then that's probably Greg Dooley doing that little thing um, what little thing am I talking about let's see if I can land right on it dude like bow down to me for just na- I mean yeah, the, the nice. volume wasn't quite never. there but oh here it is you had it noted I, there's no paper here I just dude. You have it. a post-it note on your screen. <laughs> the time stamped. Do you lie? <laughs> yeah. Do you lie? That was the most subtle like dive bomb. Too. It was like, Meow. yeah, right. it's like a cat playing on the string. Boom, <laughs> boom. Um, next song is Watershed. Whoops, almost blasted it. Any cool notes about other players? Well, no, because you said Ecstatic was the only one that had another musician on it. The song's cool. I like it. I like it. Rocks. Dude, I love the kick drum part when it like gets in the... Keep playing. Right here. And it's like that short. Did it happen already? Did I fuck it up? Flip it up. That's what happens when we add a third person... I'm already ruining things, but then we get a second ruiner. It's that the back a little bit. (laughs) Right here? It's really hard. It's hard for you. Imagine how hard it is for the listener. (laughs) The one thing. Just listen to the song and listen to the kick drum and just like. (laughs) This, what mind. is he talking about? I feel like this is the first song on this album that it like is the first the Dave Grawl scream screaming voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like you know a it, thing now. That's a that's a thing. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a on thing. every album now. Uh huh. Which I don't have an issue with because he screams with the best of them. He does scream well. Um, dude, you know like what's cool? Tell me. Is a Paul McCartney scream? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Back in the sixties, yeah. yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. Somehow he screams in perfect like pitch. Yeah. yeah. Only Paul. What an asshole. What? He was all right. <laughs> Last song. This, this really like, you know how the whole last Red Hot Chili Peppers series we were like, 
Red Hot Chili Peppers know how to start an album. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl, I think he knows how to end an album. At the very least, he ends them all the same way. With like long drawn. a pretty long oh, yeah. like drawn out. You know, if we go to the end of this. Oh my god, I did it again. Exhausted is an appropriate song title for this song. See this to me. I should be talking about. This to me what? Like this is like when you're driving in the car and you're just kind of like cruising. And I dig the ending. Yeah. But like a noise like that, you're like, God damn! And you just like turn it off. You're like, know what I mean? It's like a fake. Yeah. It's like yeah. a fake ending. It's like, not, are, are they gonna fade out here? Yeah, it's the song not is over. quite as well executed as the next few albums, which mm-hmm. all do the same. Thing. There could have been something else there to kind of let people know the song's not over. Yeah, um, it's a good. I, I like it though. It's yeah. fine. Um, Maybe I need to re-listen to these two. I think I was too hard on them. Watershed <laughs> was just, re- like, to me it's repetitive. Yeah. And then Exhausted, it's just, like, the same thing for six minutes until the yeah. end, which is kind of, which I, I do like the fake-out ending, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we covered the whole thing. Um, I know, I, I think I always play the role of, like, crapping on the, on the album because mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if it's not perfect, we got to point out where I think it's not perfect. This album is uh, not perfect, but it's it's good. Like I enjoy. It. I haven't pulled it out in years. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I was gonna say, Mike thinks it's not perfect, so it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Slightly above average. Maybe. Usually, yeah. Actually, you nailed it. <laughs> when I want something, when when something's slightly above average, I say it's fine. Yeah. Which most stuff that we are listening to here is slightly above average. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it's fine a lot. Um, I think that um, I'm not doing. Uh, I mean, I'm about to do cover cut hidden gem. I'm not calling this a cover or a hidden gem. But Big Me, for me, is like the standout, only because it's the most different, I think. Um, And it's what, I don't know, it's maybe what most people recognize, mostly because of the video. Yeah. It was so popular. Yep. But but there's worthwhile stuff on here. I agree. Good good freshman effort. It's just ridiculous, (laughs) the, the difference between this, though in their second album oh my gosh in in every facet Mm -hmm. and so that's why it's kind of jarring in that way i think because the color and the shape like i is such a good album that it kind of diminishes this album in my in kind of my view yeah speaking of we are not going to cover you know we where you go from album to album there will not be a separate episode on the color and the shape because sam and i already did it with episode two but i think you should say whatever you want to say about it i mean i just i I wish i'd have been on that one uh well it starts with it starts with doll doll um which sam and i both like fine intro like it's not really a song it's soft but like it actually like really focuses on his vocals 
which yeah. is cool because you can tell like it's a it's a change. Um, another producer was really big about making sure that Dave actually wrote meaningful lyrics for this oh. album, and also first album this album he did for color in the shape i guess he had just gone through a divorce so he was able to actually like tap into kind of serious songwriting because of that yeah um we might have talked about that actually yep so big me is about his first wife who i think was a photographer or something which is funny because big me is kind of like a very typical it Mm -hmm. feels like a love song but if you don't Uh know what the if you don't know what it's about, you can kind of apply it to everything just because yeah. it's so kind of like whimsy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then I think Color in the Shape just shits all over this album. Don't <laughs> 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 so. um, get me wrong. Except for what Sam and I hated, which was See You. See You, yeah. Like See You? And the rest of the band hated See You. Oh, uh, not a surprise. Mm-hmm. But it was Dave's favorite I read. Is that true? No. Okay. I've heard that his favorite song is ever long that he's ever oh. written. He thinks of the, the best song he's written. Is that his favorite? Right. I don't know. Those are sometimes different. Um, yeah. The best song he's written, he says is ever long, mm. which to be honest, like, I mean, my band covers ever long. It always goes over well, but like of all the songs on that album, maybe it's like the most personal to him, but I still feel like it, it it's not as good as, you know, monkey wrench, hero yeah. the other singles off of it i get like i i appreciate the guitar work on it because it's pretty cool guitar yeah and like i i still i you know you guys know when you're in a cover band it's interesting what songs you still enjoy playing when you've played them so much and that for some reason i still get a kick out of playing that one but you know compared- what's weird is sam hates all of them but i still like playing most of them i'm what? just kidding <laughs> he said he said how you get tired of Playing certain songs. Dude, I don't hate it, dude. I'm just kidding. But I really... I don't get tired of... I know what you mean, but mm-hmm. like, I don't get tired of playing very many. Um, the only... The, the the coolest thing, I think, or the most interesting tidbit on the color and the shape is how like... So he recruited all these musicians to tour behind Foo Fighters. Yeah. And then they weren't happy with any of the drum... So then he had that band come and record this album. Mm-hmm. And... They just weren't happy with the drum tracks. Yeah. You heard that story. Yeah. Did you guys touch on that? <laughs> I think we yeah. did. Because I, um, they recruited the bass player and the drummer from Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm-hmm. And then... Bass player Pat Smear was already in like... He was doing some Nirvana stuff too. Yeah. yeah. Was he, he was on, on Unplugged. Album? Was he on this album? S- no. No. He toured... He was him... Pat Smear and Nate, the bass player, were toured for the Foo Fighters album, the first one. And then Taylor Hawkins. So, you know, they, and they had some, that other drummer guy. And then Dave Grohl re-recorded every single drum, drum track of his when he told him he was going to be doing, what was it? Doll. Uh, Are there even drums on it? The beginning of (laughs) Doll. No, no. It's only the first half of Doll, which Uh is just like, like it's almost nothing. He didn't miss up, mess up the triangle. Right. (laughs) But he, you know, then, he told the guy he was going back to just do overdubs, and then every track was different, and the uh-huh. guy's like, well, I have to quit. And he pulled Taylor Hawkins out of Alanis Morissette's band. Yeah. And then that, you know, and then he's been with them from, that was the, Taylor Hawkins is interesting, because if you've seen them live, like, I understand why he got Dave Grohl's approval to stay on the drums, because yeah. he's an animal. 
he's, yeah, he's awesome on it. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that was interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, are there any other... Rather than... I don't want to jump into anything else before you're ready. Was there anything else about color and the shape that you wanted to note? Just say Johnny Park is underrated, and I don't Dude. know why it wasn't a single. Right. <laughs> I mean, so we already did our cover cut Hidden Gems yeah. for that one, so my cover was Hey Johnny Park, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I don't know why I picked that one. We we weren't, oh, I know why, because we didn't call it Cover Cut Hidden Gem back then. We called it Favorite, Least Favorite, yep. and Hidden Gem, which is so stupid. Yeah. We, we haven't honed our craft yet. So my favorite song is Hey Johnny Park, Least Favorite was See You, Hidden Gem was Hey Johnny Park because it wasn't a single. Mm-hmm. And then, Sam, your favorite was Color and the Shape, which is kind of cheating. Interesting. Because he had right? the, like, what yeah. is it? The, the re release? Yeah. Have you heard that song? That's the color. Yeah. It's is like that, the metal. Was that not recorded originally for the album? Not, no. It, the, the original recording only has New Way Home. Because I didn't like the color and the shape. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. metal. Yeah. yeah, I can understand different. why Sam New Way it. New Way Home, I liked a lot. Dude, they I played love. that live at a pop up show like yeah. before Cow Jam last year. New Dude, Way Home, I love that and song. and it feels the end of it how it bangs out. I was I was always I listened to re listened to this on Spotify the last few days, and I was like that should have been the end of the album. So you're telling me it yeah. was? Yeah. Oh yeah, it yeah. was. Well, now I feel stupid. No. Stupid no. and right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we both said "See You" is our least favorite, and then. You're, you called a hidden gem color in the shape. And then too, so. I'd love to cover Monkey Wrench because I just love the guitar and that. And I think this has one of their stronger soft songs. What's it? Uh, notes. Oh, February Stars. No, I like Walking, Walking After, After You. you. <laughs> it's very dreamy. And I think his vocals like are pretty pretty good in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool song. I think I uh, probably didn't. I don't love it, but I get what you're saying mm-hmm. about the lyrics. It's pretty strong for a Dave Grohl song. Yeah. Not to like give a backhanded compliment, but um, he definitely warmed up the vocals at at rehearsal that mm. day. <laughs> <laughs> what's your cover from that one? Monkey Wrench. And what's your cut? The color and the shape, which now <gasps> I feel stupid. No. So I guess I'll say see you. Yeah, see you. That's the worst one. Just to conform. (laughs) What's your hidden gem? Hey, Johnny Park? Yep. Nice. All right. So that's our short bit on Color and the Shape, which we've already covered. Please, if if you don't already have this downloaded, you can eat shit. Because if you'd hit the subscribe button, you'd already have the Color and the Shape episode. Yeah. But if you haven't done it already, if you've waited this long, rate five stars, hit subscribe, then you'll get it. But... Now it's time for a cover cut hidden gem from the self-titled Back album. to business. Um, I'll go first. I, oh, I better look. Um, if I was going to cover one um, with the Wet Bandits, I think I'd cover Big Me. Which is not, I'm not trying to like sell out too much, but like it, it's actually not slow, even though yeah. it's soft. Yeah. So it's like a. You know, up-tempo song mm-hmm. that people know. So Big Me is the one I'd do. Sam? Like, dude, honestly. You can pick whatever you want honestly, to cover. Honestly, dude. Honestly. Uh, probably, like, This Is A Call. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, my first band did that. Yeah. That would be a good one, too. Kevin? Probably Big Me, but the reason I'm saying that is because it'd be 
I think more people would recognize recognize it than this is a call. But what, uh-huh. would, what would be more fun? This is a call. Yeah, and it's short too because it's, it's not. All these songs aren't super well known, so Big Me would just be like. Throw, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it saves you in case yeah. nobody knows it. It's yeah. only yeah. two minutes yeah, long. Yeah, and you, Big Me is that type of song you can throw anywhere in the set list, yeah. and like yeah. it will fit because uh-huh. it's just like kind of so out there to begin with. Yeah. Um, my second, I'm. We're not doing this, but I, I actually prefer I'll stick around. I know I kind of got off yeah. to like, uh, you know, oh, this one's, you know, a little too boring, a little too long for what it is. But I, I think I'd even pick that over this as a call, even though they're both good. Yeah. Um, all right. What would you cut? Um, I would cut. I don't want to take anybody's thunder, but I think I'd cut for all the cows. I wasn't gonna. I, that's actually an audible. I was gonna pick something else, but upon listening to it again and kind of what we said about how the chorus and the verse seem like they could belong to totally different songs, mm-hmm. that's kind of what sealed it for me. It's just bleh, meh. Album doesn't lose anything if that song's not on there. It's like they wanted to I write. Think it does, but it feels like it's a forced yeah. cutesy song. Yeah. Then what would you cut, Sam? As you take a drink. Then don't give me any of this bullshit where you're like, I can't cut anything. That's not your voice. Your voice is dude, more. Like, Dave Grohl's dude, listening. Dude, so I can't cut anything. Let me let me see the. What if he is listening? The songs. Oh, cause are you not prepared for this? What? I can't make that any bigger. You have to be able to read from there. What is the good, good what? Good, good grief? grief? Yeah. You don't what, even know which song play. that is, do No, that's you? a good, that's Sing a good it one. To me. Floaty. <laughs> Sam would cut floaty. Sure, Sam would cut floaty. What the hell? This one? No, play good grief. Good grief, sweet. This one? You would You're a drummer. You can't, you can't cut the song that I was just with the drum. Floaty. Floaty. <laughs> Good job. Earlier this week, Sam was like, Sam was like, dude, I can, I'm ready to record all these. Like, know them like the back of my hand. Dude. But just like me, you don't know the names of the song. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. We are yeah. all in the same boat. What would you cut, Kevin? I think Watershed. Yeah. I mean, I like or, it. Or ecstatic. Mm. I feel like they're just fillers at the end. Yeah. That you know, the album starts out pretty strong. They just feel kind of angry, like angry fillers. But the, when we listen to Watershed again, I, yeah. I kind of, you guys really groove into it. I'm like, oh, it is kind of catchy, and it's only two minutes, so let's go ecstatic. Okay. Dude, just Watershed, because. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say because the way that it's like written, I just keep reading Static X and. <laughs> right. I'd that like bothers to cut, me too. I'd like to cut that out of my life. <laughs> um, okay. Hidden gem. So for those who don't know, and you know what, GTFO, if you don't know what it means by now, hidden gem is. Our favorite song on here that is not a single, so we can't choose This Is A Call, I'll Stick Around, For All The Cows, or Big Me. Um, I I like the guest to go first on this one, so we don't steal okay. your thunder. What What's your hidden gem? Alone plus easy target. Ah, see, I would have stolen your thunder. Yes. But that is a good one. It's just it got a lot of moving parts to it. I like how heavy the course is, but the verse is kind of laid back. Mm-hmm. There's It's the first one of the first songs on on the album that has kind of that dynamic component that I think the Foo Fighters are or Foo Fighters are, are famous for now. Yeah. As far as kind of being able to drop out really quickly and still maintain um the song. And then I just think it's the little 
side story how Kurt Cobain really was excited for that one, which I think if had he not been, I don't know if Dave Grohl would have ever had the confidence to kind of actually forge ahead. Right. Because like he he would from what I read, he was like shaking before letting him listen to these songs. Like huh. he he kind of idolized Kurt Cobain in that way. It's like this guy can't be touched. Um, and the fact that he was so excited when he heard that demo, and if you listen to the demo, it's really not that different. It's polished, like yeah. The, but the, the you know the song, the structure's there. Yeah, the guitar's there. So, and and I, and I feel like it does have a kind of a Nirvana vibe, but also feels unique enough to to not necessarily blend in. So yeah, yeah. Sam, dude, can you guess? Like, really, I know we talked about some of them, but truly, can you guess? I know it's not floaty. It's not floaty. <laughs> I don't think it's good grief, because he was going to cut it Dude. before he found out which one it is. Um, hold on. Is it Let's, good? Here's an exercise. We're going to... Hold on. No. <laughs> it's not a George. Is it Watershed? Watershed. Yeah. Dude. That's the one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good choice. It's a good one. Uh, when the drums rock, that's Sam's hidden gem. My hidden gem's also alone, an easy target. Um, I'm not going to pick a second one because Kevin picked the right one. Yes! <laughs> that, song, that song is very strong, I think. That's always been my favorite. Even when even I said that I haven't listened to this in probably years, Like, I always, when I think of that album... That's the song I yeah. think of. Like that song is good. I'm gonna listen to something else right now, but I could go for some alone and easy target, you know. So hey, that's our first episode on Foo Fighters. Whoop. And yeah, it feels pretty good. Whoop whoop. Kevin, do you have anything you want to plug? Um hmm. You don't have to. We're playing shows that my band the Fairweather. Keep Face- in mind, wait a minute. This What is this airing? This will oh, yes. We are today. in the future. <laughs> the year 2000. The year oh, 2000. next Tuesday. Next, so oh, we got time. A week from today. Um, the Fair Weathered. Facebook.com slash The Fair Weathered. We're playing on the 27th of December at uh, Last Call? Yeah. Formerly known as On the Rocks. The day before The day before, the day before you guys. And tentatively playing on the champ the uh, playoff night at Park Street Tavern on the 28th. And we are tentatively playing on playoff night at last call. We're at Fender's the night before. Dang, so we got a busy weekend then. I know, right? I mean, honestly, I'd be okay if both shows got axed. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry David. I love you. but <laughs> Sam and I find ourselves saying the same thing. We like to play, but sometimes it's like nice not to. Mm. We had a show canceled the other weekend where we would have had to drive to Cleveland. No. It's like, you know what? I'm not that not mad about that bummed. <laughs> uh, Sometimes so, you gotta kick your shoes back and give it a little stretch. Yeah, but you know bed. what? If people want to come out and celebrate, you know, keep drinking through New Year's from Christmas, we'll be there to melt faces and hearts. Yes. That's yes. all I got. So, <laughs> um, so, we're gonna head out. I have to uh, um I have to say that, well, I have to thank you for coming on. Happy to be here. Good. Um, and I lost, oh, next week, 
That's what I was forgetting. Something special that I haven't even told Sam about. But it's our Christmas Eve episode. So we're going to throw you something tasty. It's not going to be Foo Fighters, though. It's going to be something fun and exciting for you all. Dude, I heard... I don't know. <laughs> I wish I knew what that was going to be. Favorite Bing Crosby songs. Yeah, When the album comes out... Every also our bits that we do always involve tenacious D. Um, you know what? Get so wet. We got, get wet. Take it. <laughs> I got a story. A story once was told. Do you have any questions before we begin? Is this gonna hurt? Where should I put Hello. this into? <laughs> oh, you, we can't. That's why no, you're good, just going to have to nah, I can look like you it. have headphones built into your I'll just be like this. Yeah, you, you should just, just leave them in. Just leave them in like just you have them in. Just, yeah, just It'll be a perfect for the on. Do You Lie segment. <laughs> Dude, do you lie? Yeah, do you lie? Well, yes. sort of. This These headphones plug, aren't working. This is a plugged in. <laughs> gotcha. Do you want to test your mic for me and Sam? Unique New York, unique New York. Uh, check one, check two, check three. Sam, I, coincidentally enough, last time I saw you, Sam, you was leaving more? a Foo Fighters concert. I ran into oh, yeah. Temple at the very end yeah. of it. Do you need more of his voice? More or less. Say like you're... Hello, my name is Kevin. I brought my notes. Yeah, a little bit. I'm drinking a beer. Sound check. Better. How are you, Sam? Good. Hello, hello, hello. I think I saved our settings last time, so how's this music for you? Okay. Are we ready? (coughs) Do you guys want to do what? Are we just kind of doing the first one, first album? Yes. Here's what we'll do. We'll do theme song, and then I'll do an intro. And then you can talk whenever you want. Okay. Okay. Um, I might introduce you at some point. You can do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, feel free to jump in whenever. Are you ready? Oh, here we go. Maybe. This thing always starts in the middle. Here we go, for real. One, two, three, 